Welcome to the podcast of Wiser, Women in Surgery at the Emory Residencies, where we share the careers and life stories of Emory surgeons across all specialties to recognize the diverse achievements happening right here at our own institution. So we have two special guests with us today, Dr. Rachel Medbury, who is a recent graduate of the Emory Cardiothoracic Surgery Fellowship, and Dwayne McLean, who's a nurse at Emory. We are really excited to talk to them today about changing the traditional gender roles in medicine and uh, having a relationship in healthcare. So we're gonna start with Dwayne. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and how you came to be where you are today. Okay, so I uh, grew up in Atlanta. I was born and raised here. One of the few people that actually say that. After high school, I went to nursing school at Georgia College and State University. After school, my first job was at Grady in the trauma ICU. I was there for five years. Uh, that's where I met my wife, Dr. Medbury. <laughs> um, after my time with Grady, I went to uh, Piedmont and worked in the CVICU for about three years. Kind of got a little burned out, needed to take a little bit of a break. And so that's why I decided to go to Emory. And I've been in the PACU there for about the last 18 months. Uh, it's been really nice. I get to see my wife on multiple occasions throughout the day, and uh, that's an opportunity we didn't have very much when I was uh, the previous two jobs. It was also a day shift, which was something that was new to me. I did nights for nine years. How did you decide to become a nurse? I have uh, nurses in my family. I had an aunt and uncle that were both nurses. They met in nursing school, and she supported him after nursing school when he went back to CRNA school. And I saw the kind of life they were able to live as a nurse and a nurse anesthetist. I've always wanted to take care of people. I've just kind of had that in my nature. And nursing uh, was something that sounded good to me. Did you ever consider other uh, careers in healthcare, or did you know that nursing was what, what was for you? Nursing is what I, you know, I, the plan was to go back to school and do CRNA. Um, when it was about time for me to start applying and go, looking at schools is when I met Rachel and there are no CRNA schools at Georgia at that time. Mm -hmm. And I chose to you know, see this relationship through, but it's all worked out. I recently read about Florence Nightingale, and as you know, she's widely regarded as the mother of nursing, who really elevated the profession and made it as what it is today. In fact, before she came along in the early 1900s, it was pretty much male-dominated. She came along and decided that this is a field where nursing should really be feminine, gentle and caring. In the 1850s, she had experience providing medical care to British soldiers fighting in the Crimean War, and then she established the first professional school, and it was, in fact, only for women. Still today, even though that may have changed, less than 10% of nurses are men. Have you faced any stereotypes based on your gender in nursing? The only issue I've ever had with it is sometimes patients will have a preference for a female. Um, and they'll ask, you know, if any sort of a care or part of the routine can be done by a female. And that's, luckily it is a very female-dominated uh, profession. And it's, there's always somebody willing to kind of come in and lend a hand, um, you know, anything to do with Foley catheters or, you know, cleaning or bathing or anything like that. I typically try to at least have a female in the room with me just to protect myself as a male. Anytime anyone ever addresses me as doctor, I kind of chuckle and say, my wife's the doctor, I'm your nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of breaks the ice and we move on with whatever needs to be done. Does it ever offend you, though, when someone, based on your job, which is completely objective, makes a very, just pulls gender into the equation when you feel like maybe it doesn't play any role? 
only time that I ever have any trouble with it is if someone asks me, you know, why did you go to nursing school? Why would, you know, instead of going back to be a doctor, there's a big difference in our profession. And I think that the part I like about nursing is the ability to kind of focus in and take care of individual patients. I'm not the one that has a list of 30 people that I have to try to manage my time to be able to see all of them. I can kind of really, you know, sit down and have a conversation and have a caring moment with that person. Sasha Medbury, tell us about yourself. So I was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama, and I ended up coming to Atlanta for college, went to Emory. Uh, I knew very early on at the age of 10 that I wanted to be not just a doctor, but a surgeon. So I've had a very focused goal and career path since then. And um, my dad and I toured colleges all across the country and looked at good pre-med programs. And I stumbled upon Emory and chose that for their pre-med program and ended up getting into Emory Medical School uh, and decided to stay because of the CDC, which was here, and then also Grady, which is our uh, county hospital, and I knew that that's where I wanted to learn how to be a doctor. (laughs) As fate would have it, ended up staying at Emory again for general surgery residency. Uh, I entered general surgery residency thinking I wanted to be a general surgeon, uh, and then quickly learned I didn't like poop. So it took two years to do um, a uh, research fellowship during my second and third clinical years and ended up kind of haphazardly doing a thoracic surgery project uh, on the side, and I fell in love with it. I really enjoyed meeting um, the folks in thoracic surgery, enjoyed the topics, uh, enjoyed the meetings that I went to. And when I came back clinical, asked uh, our program director if I could do some more elective time in thoracic surgery. And I quickly realized that it was basically general surgery without poop. And so I was sold. You get to do a wide variety of cases. You um, are a surgical oncologist, but not every uh, case you do involves cancer. Uh, We do lots of minimally invasive, thoracoscopic, robotic. We do a lot of our own scopes, uh, but we also have our big open cases as well. And you get to be in multiple body cavities, the neck, the chest, and the abdomen. After some soul searching, I decided, you know, I've worked hard to this point, and what's three more years of working hard to do something that (laughs) I really wanted to do, and I was lucky to have support from friends, family, and a loving husband, and now here I am about to finish fellowship and take my first job. So I'm super excited. We are moving to Austin, Texas. I'm joining a group there called Cardiothoracic Vascular Surgeons. There are, I believe, 12 cardiac surgeons, 14 vascular surgeons, and I will be the second dedicated general thoracic surgeon to join the group. What's interesting, however, is that I am the first female surgeon they've ever hired in over 60 years. Uh, So it will be very busy. We'll cover multiple hospitals. Um, One of the hospitals that I will cover is the teaching hospital in Austin. I'll be working with medical students and general surgery residents, and I'll actually run the thoracic surgery teaching service at their teaching hospital. So I will still have some academic responsibility, which was really important to me when I was looking for a job. What do you think about at your new job, given that they haven't had a woman in so long, what do you think the environment will be like? I'm excited. I'm not naive, though. There will be some ups and downs. They probably have some perceived stereotypes, and that's okay. Um, It doesn't scare me. I want to come in and prove them wrong. 
I want to be a surgeon. I don't want to be a female surgeon. I, they're surgeons. I'm a surgeon too. And and I don't think there should be a gender label to it. And Dwayne, we talked about moving past the label of being a female or a woman surgeon to just being a surgeon. Um, do you feel like you still are labeled as a male nurse or do people, um, is that as, as common in nursing or do you feel like you're just a nurse? So because of the environment I work in with being critical care, I, I do not feel as outnumbered as I would if I were a regular, you know, a floor, you know, type of position. Um, most shifts I work, I'm, you know, there's two or three other male nurses with me and no one ever really seems to, mo- to mind. Um, and I've seen that change over, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years now. And when I first started in 2009, uh, I did feel like that. And that might just be fresh out of nursing school. All right, so everyone loves a good love story, so we were hoping that you would be kind enough to share that story with us. Who do you who do you want to tell it? <laughs> There's two different versions of the story. Yeah. So Rachel and I met when she was a PGY two at on trauma nights at Grady. Uh, I tricked her and gave me her phone number because I texted her a picture of oxycalx and hemocalx before she had to go round with Rosicky. Mm-hmm. And she was about to get pimped on the numbers. And we were friends for a few years until she came back from uh, her research sabbatical. So when she came back into ICU as a PGY3, fresh off research, um, we were you know, flirting and she was there for a few months. Uh, I guess I was dragging my feet a little bit and never asked her out. So on her last day of rotation she said some friends and I are going to get drinks tonight do you want to come so she loves to let people know that she's the one that asked me out I think I was a little too scared to ask the uh, surgeon out and then we started dating and we kept it very secret for the first few months we didn't want anybody to know um and then you want to pick up from there yeah (laughs) six months into dating he proposed to me uh in New York City in Central Park. We had a 15-month engagement because it did take that long to plan a wedding. (laughs) Um, And we got married uh, in November of my chief year and um, have been happily married three and a half years now. How do you manage each other's careers? Well, Dwayne ends up doing a lot of stuff around the house, and I'm very fortunate he never complains about it, but because my hours are so much longer than his, he is a huge help. He often is the one that runs the errands and does grocery shopping and picks things up at the cleaners or takes things to the post office. He is always very willing to do that um, because I think he knows that I'm working hard for us. When I am home, we definitely try to like split tasks evenly and I think that's something that we do very well. When Dwayne was on nights and you were working, you know, your usual surgery resident schedule, how did you guys make time to out together. So there would be days where Sunday afternoon was the last day we would see each other until Thursday or Wednesday. Um, so we would, you know, make sure we would spend time together on the weekend. Uh, I would go into work on Sunday nights, and then by the time I would come home every morning, she had already left. And by the time she came home, I had already left. So what we kind of had a little system of we would leave each other post-it notes. Uh, you know, we would kind of hide them around the house or leave them by the door just to kind of let you know that. You do have a person, and they were here, and they are still alive. <laughs> when you can't actually, you know, see each other, it's nice to find a, a love note on your pillow before you go to bed, just saying, "Hey, I miss you." There were many a nights 
when he would bring me dinner to the hospital while I was on call. Some nights he would just drop it off and I would run out to the front door of the hospital and pick it up and give him a kiss and say thanks. But there were other times where I actually had 15, 20 minutes and he would either come in and eat with me or we would sit outside on like a little park bench or picnic table and eat. So what are your thoughts about the working relationships between doctors and nurses? I'm sure you guys have told stories about both sides of it. Do you have any examples? Yes, when you're when you're in a very stressful situation, either with one patient, um, for example, like a code situation where uh, you're very worried about the patient, time is of the essence, emotions can be heightened, you can possibly bark out orders or snap orders um, without intending to, but it's just how it comes out. I've found myself in that situation, and it's even happened in the OR before. I always try to make it a point after the fact to go back to that person or something and be like, I'm sorry that it came out that way. I was really worried about the patient. When you're on call and you're drowning and you have like 50 patients that you're covering and you feel like you can't even keep your head above water. And so that's a very different kind of stress. Not necessarily one person is dying, but you just have lots of little things and the nurses just keep calling and calling and calling and it's not their fault. They don't know that you've gotten 20 pages before them or 20 pages after them, but I know that a lot of times we can come across very irritated. I don't know if Dwayne has any stories of physicians <laughs> losing it on him, but... <laughs> I mostly lose it on the physician. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had any issues where physicians were rude to you unnecessarily? I mean, I'm sure I have, but I try not to... I let it go. I think I kind of get to see behind the curtain a little bit and know what kind of lives y'all live. When I interact with you, I kind of know what you have to go home and how you don't leave the job. Uh, when you get to leave, nurses do yeah. a lot of times. Also, female residents tend to perceive that female nurses have more respect for their male colleagues as opposed to themselves. And this may be due to the fact that nurses prefer, in research, a communal personality versus an agentic personality. And what I mean by that is that communal means a more supportive, nurturing personality that we have traditionally prescribed to women, as opposed to agentic, which has been traditionally prescribed to men, where they are assertive and independent and make decisions. And so I think our unconscious biases that we've been brought up with in a society have made us associate women as being communal, and if a female surgeon comes in and is not acting that way, it may rub people the wrong way. Have you seen any sort of subtle discrimination have you experienced that from nurses absolutely female surgeons but any female physician who's a little bit strong-willed confident bold have butted heads with female nurses we've all witnessed where our male colleagues who go in the room confident bold assertive are automatically labeled he's he's so smart he knows what he's doing whereas we're just a bee. I think that's something that I definitely have witnessed over the years, both inside the operating room and outside of the operating room. What I have found is that as the nurses get to know me, that usually goes away. The one thing that you always have found challenging is when you're mislabeled. Like just this weekend, is oh. nurse practitioner Rachel. Yay, Rachel. I think I'll probably start using Dwayne's line when people say, are you, are you my doctor? And he's like, no, my wife is your doctor. Maybe I'll start saying, yeah. are you my nurse? I'll be like, no, my husband is I your nurse. That. I think I should start saying I that. You guys pinned 
Yes. So she she went and got a lanyard that says Dr. Medberry on it in real big and pink so that it was very obvious. Made no difference. Made no difference. It's it's been a very frustrating point for her. As as a PGY-10, you're still being called, you know, Nurse Rachel. I don't think it's done out of spite. I think it's just, it's, it's... It's a stereotype. Even though we're overcoming those stereotypes, they're still very prevalent. Yeah, and I think until we as a society get over our stereotypes and our unconscious biases, then it's going to keep happening. But that's the whole point of us talking about today. Well, and we love that we flip the stereotype on its head, that you have a nurse and a surgeon married, but it's not the gender you assume it will be. We love that, too. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. It's been almost a year since we interviewed this awesome couple, so I touched base with Rachel to see how they've been doing since they left Atlanta. She wrote, We have been doing great since we moved to Austin. We both got settled into the city and our jobs quickly. I've been busy in my new practice pretty much since day one. And best of all, we have a baby boy on the way due to join us October 1st. These two are definitely our new couple goals. Congratulations, we are so excited for you both. Thanks for tuning in to today's Wiser podcast. Hope you join us next time for another great interview.